Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Open Investigation and Discussion. I'm your host Belle and I'm your co-host Keith and today I will be looking into the opposition and their goals. I will mainly be focusing on the Workers' Party and the Progress Singapore Party. Now let's Open Open Investigation. Well, we've definitely heard about the WP, the Workers' Party, being brought up in past episodes. As I've said before, they have emerged as Singapore's strongest opposition and currently have 10 MPs in Parliament, with their Secretary General, Pritam Singh, being the leader of opposition. And Lee Kuan Yew once had that position too. Correct. WP is also the party of JB Jayaretnam, who was the first opposition member to enter parliament since Singapore's independence. I'll start today by looking into their website and manifesto, just like we did with PAP. The first thing I noticed when I went on their website was its simplicity. It is modern, organized, and has many different pages for people to explore, including the latest parliamentary speeches, a shop merchandise page, their proposals, and of course, their manifesto. In this aspect, they do a better job of connecting with their audience, which is important as we learned from the last episode when talking about GE 2020. However, their manifesto is a lot longer and less accessible compared to that of PAPs, which is a video with a main point. After reading through the 40-ish pages of their manifesto, I realized WP acknowledges the PAP government's successes throughout the manifesto, showing that they are not opposing just for the sake of opposing. For example, they quote, acknowledge the government's efforts so far in dealing with the COVID-19 crisis and support the safe distancing measures put in place. This reminds me of a parliamentary speech given by ex-PIP MP Ho Pung Ki, where he said that, I am not saying that we must agree with the government. What I'm saying is that Singaporeans are quick to criticize policies they disagree with. They should also be as fearless to speak out for policies they agree with. Which is what WP is doing. Correct. And I think this is what makes them different from other opposition parties. Their willingness to agree with the PAP while concurrently criticizing them. They focus a lot on workers' rights, since they are the workers' party after all. They want to reduce the cost of living and help Singaporeans cope with its increase, introduce a minimum wage of 1300 for full-time jobs, and target the issue of the gender pay disparity. My question is, how will they reduce the cost of living? Who will take the financial consequences? Their salaries? Where will they then get the revenue to improve Singapore like they want to? That goal also sounds clashing because on one hand they say they want to decrease it, but if they are also helping Singaporeans cope with its increase, isn't that also saying that it's going to continue increasing? Other than that, they want to further tighten immigration, but who will take the jobs that we don't want? Foreign workers produce a lot of our income, and if we take that away, Singapore's small domestic spending will decrease even further. However, it is a good policy to woo the public with. They oppose a GST increase that we talked about a while back, but again, without it, who will pay for the minimum wage they want? However, I do like how they want to create inclusive education, including introducing a scheme that will allow students to forego the primary school leaving examination, which will decrease the stress of many parents. They also want to strengthen hawkers, which I think the PAP is not putting enough priority on. By strengthening them, it is also strengthening a very quintessential part of Singaporean culture. They want parliamentary live streams, which they got as parliamentary hearings are now broadcasted on the MCI YouTube channel. This is a good addition because we can see the party's performances in real time. Now, they also want to abolish the GRCs and the EP scheme that we talked about. The GRC scheme seems a little biased because they know it works in favors of larger parties. Also known as PAP. So from that, I think we can see that WP does have some innovative goals, which I said was very important. 
and it doesn't seem like they're taking a completely parallel route to PAP. Though some of their goals that oppose PAP's goals do need to be more refined if they really want it to be achieved. But clearly they're doing something right because middle-aged and younger voters are seeing a large appeal and in G2020 they garnered nearly 50% of the vote share for each of the constituencies they contested in. Next, let's talk about the PSP. The PSP was founded by ex-PAP member Tan Cheng Bok. Remember him? Yeah. Especially after GE 2020, he has become a very popular figure amongst voters, especially because he is very active on social media and interacts a lot with his followers who call him Akong or grandfather. Because of his willingness to connect, he immediately has a head start to the PAP who has yet to have a member who connects like Dr. Tan does. Furthermore, his past experiences in the ruling party give him special insight, which makes him different from his opposition peers and makes him a strong opposition. In 2018, after the fall of the BN government in Malaysia, which we will talk about in the next episode, he talked about creating an opposition coalition, and a coalition is a group made up of several parties. And if he does reach this goal, who knows if PAP can still hold their place in parliament. This is especially because, after looking at results from GE 2020, Tan Cheng won 48.3% of the vote share in West Coast GRC, where he contested with his team. If he continues to gain influence, there is no saying that he can't win a GRC, especially because it's only the PSP's first time contesting in an election. Because it's their first time, it's also so surprising that in the GRCs and SMCs that the PSP were contesting for, a large decrease in the PAP vote share could be seen, even in locations like Tanjong Pagar, which is long known to be one of PAP's most secure GRCs, there was a 14% decrease in vote share compared to last time. However, he is old and likely does not have much time in politics. So the question is whether he can get the younger members of PSP to gain the same popularity as him. Because right now, when people think of the PSP, they only think of Akong Tan Bok. And to be frank, I can't think of another PSP member off the top of my head, whereas I can think of five WP members. So who will be able to continue his legacy? So those are two political opposition parties in Singapore, and we'll talk about one more next time. Any ending thoughts? Many people like the PAP because they've already helped the people, so they already know they're safe. Um, but they don't know how the opposition is like. But how this Akong interacted with the community and his followers made them think that he was okay and could be worth voting into the parliament. So I think we just need to give the opposition some chance. If the opposition and the PAP work together, they could come up with even better ideas to help the public. That is very true. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Now let's close, close investigation. investigation.